You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Say hello to my little friend. To infinity and beyond. Like tears in rain. On Wednesdays we wear pink. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Tears looking at you, kid. You talking to me? You're gonna need a bigger boat. You'll always have Paris. Welcome back to the second of our bonus editions of Films and Friends, as you're listening to this on New Year's Eve. You'll know that this is our end of year edition and indeed our end of decade edition, so we'll be going through our favourite films and TV series of the decade. I am joined as ever by Tobias. Hi, I'm here and ready to welcome the new year. And being kept in the studio, locked in the studio for another week, uh, we're still joined by Jack. They won't let me out. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, we did bring you a Christmas dinner last week. Um, yes, you did. That, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that, that's, 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 that's the joke. Line. Yeah, that's yeah, the that's joke. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. See, but a Christmas dinner for the listeners—not my transition—is uh, the, the the tastiest films of the decade. Indeed. Wow. So we will be going through uh, our favorite films of the decade, mm-hmm. and I'll let well, let's let Jack start off if you'd like would you like to maybe list off your Hmm. favorite film or films doesn't have to be your top 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 um well here's the thing because i was going to steal yours and use the grand budapest hotel we can have multiple takes on it it's probably all right we can have multiple takes on it yeah i i think because that came out in 2014 yes yes okay yeah i think um i guess quite a lot of films i like i guess came out before the start of the decade so i'll have to look up the years but i think the Grand Budapest Hotel definitely did yeah, come out in this decade, yeah, so there we go. Um, yeah, no, I, I really, really enjoyed that film. Uh, I didn't catch it when it came out, um, and I only caught it a, a short while ago, but I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, uh, I think, like you, the first Wes film I'd, I'd seen, Wes and her son, a, a, a good uh, directing duo there. Yeah, I just really liked it, the cinematography, the kind of portrayal of everything, um, the humour. Yeah, great film. Yeah, I think for me the same thing. It was the first Wes Anderson film I saw, and that sort of sent me on like an odyssey through his sort of filmography. And I just think it is his magnum opus. Like, he's done a lot of... Lot, his previous films are all really good work, but I think that's when he really sort of brought it all together and sort of made it into, because I don't think there's any aspect of that film I don't like. The, the sort of pastel cinematography is incredible, the story is incredible, the comedy is so funny. Like, it, the cast is uh, one of the probably the best ensemble casts mm-hmm. in the history of film, probably. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, especially, um, sort of Ray Fiennes as well, yeah. that's probably one of the defining performances in any of Wes Anderson's films. <laughs> Second only to probably um, Bill Murray in uh, The Life Aquatic. See, I, I was going around calling him Ralph uh, for quite a while uh, <laughs> and looking like a complete idiot, but then I, I actually looked up his full name, which is incredible. Have you seen his full name? No. Rafe Nathaniel Twistleton Wickham Fines. He's got a triple-barreled surname. That is really impressive. That is impressive. And I think he fits the role of his uh, of his character very well in uh, in the Grand Budapest. Yeah. Also, one of the things that is the most impressive about the um, Grand Budapest Hotel is that it's actually only 100 minutes long. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the. I I do like a, a short and sweet, um, but I think, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it keeps the pace up all the way mm. through. It keeps the um, both the intrigue and the 
the kind of uh, the the fast pace all the way through, and I think that's impressive combination. Yeah, I don't think there's any sort of moment in that that is really wasted, and yeah. it sort of it sort of has everything. It's sort of, as I said before, like humour. It's got that sort of like um, not kind of cloying, but sort of that sort of romance between. Uh, the two younger characters mm, mm, mm. and it just sort of has it's kind of sad in bits it's kind of happy in other bits yeah. and there's some just fantastic scenes in it as well yeah. I think the scene of uh, Willem Dafoe throwing the cat out the window yeah. is probably one of the most <laughs> shocking and hilarious like, yeah. I very rarely laugh out loud to a film and that is one of the times it has a film has made me laugh out loud just because it is so sort of unexpected and ridiculous and you just hate cats yes, um, yes you've got not, not a fan. burning yeah, you know, hatred for cats um which will be out by the time you listen to this. Oh, cats! So yeah, go of and watch that film, but maybe don't pay for it because it'll encourage them to make more Cats Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm uh, I will watch it with very legal means. Well, you are a big fan of horror, horror, aren't you? So, <laughs> seeing as it's a horror show, I think it's psychological we horror. Have, uh, what body horror? I reckon. Body horror. Yeah, body horror. <laughs> <laughs> scariest film since Cronenberg's The Fly, featuring the uh, scariest actor known to man, James, James Corden. Mm. Who's going to have a really weird Christmas? Because I think people are going to love the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special, and then on Boxing Day they can go and watch him be absolutely awful in uh, Cats. Yep. So uh, is that this Andrew Lloyd? Be a roller coaster of James Corden. Is that Andrew Lloyd Webber as well? Cards? Uh, or is it? No, no, I'm getting confused. No, That's. No. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not. It's not. Who I is it? Was. Oh. Is it? I think so. We'll say it was. Uh, my favourite thing about him was, uh, I think, in the House of Lords, he flew back from America to vote against housing rights. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He, like, flew in specifically to, like, put his vote against. Um, yeah, so Andrew Lloyd Lebber there is... Uh, <laughs> You're a big fan of Spoonerisms, aren't I you? I am a big fan of Spoonerisms. So, um, <laughs> so Tobias, and I actually... I'm going to ruin the joke here because I was going to get you to spoonerise your favourite film of the decade, but I know it's only one word, yeah. so it's impossible well, to cars. do. I mean, to be fair, Cars, cars is a wonderful... Cars. Oh, no, that came out in 2008. Yeah, well, it has to do with uh, Cars. So, okay, <laughs> I had to pick one for the article, and I said Drive, because drive? I'm a huge soft boy. But I've got my letterbox open here, and weirdly enough, um, I didn't... It sounds weird, like, as someone who is so into film and is now dedicating their life to it, um, I never, I didn't get into watching new films as they come out until about three years ago. Yeah. So, for most of this decade, I was watching older films. Yeah. That was kind of how I did it. Um, so, yeah, my letterbox is actually heavily skewed, even though you know more films came out. But it make anyway it makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna run through my letterbox and list off just the title of the films I've, uh, my favorites of the decade. Mm. Um, right all the way up from the beginning. So, I mean, King's Speech, I'm quite partial to. Mm, mm. Tron Legacy, I love. Drive, Attack the Block, um, Cabin in the Woods. I love, love, love 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street, <laughs> both of them. 21 22 Jump Street. VHS, Solid Horror. Uh, going through here, VHS 2 is also great. VHS Viral, which is three, I haven't seen because apparently it's terrible. Mm. Uh, Evil Dead remake, brilliant. Pain Gain, fantastic film. Even though it's Michael Bay, Michael Bay mm. knows what he's doing in that one. <laughs> Only God Forgives, that was brilliant. Her, absolutely fantastic. The original Pacific Rim mm -hmm. is is just perfect. Uh, what else? I'm glad you also like her. Yeah, yeah, her, yeah, her yeah. Is, her oh, is fantastic. Yeah, her is brilliant, and it is such a soft boy film. Yeah. <laughs> it is a very soft boy. Film. Chef came out this decade, mm. which is 
brilliant. It Follows, another one of my favourites. Nightcrawler, which is brilliant. Paddington and Paddington 2 are both Not seen. stellar. They are essentially the godfather of family films. <laughs> it's genuinely, they are that good. I have yeah. had a lot of hype about them, but I still never got around to seeing them, but I probably should. For my 18th birthday, I went to watch Paddington 2 at the cinema. With Very my family, nice. I was like, yeah, oh, I just cool. want to watch it. Yeah. It was great. Or must have been 19th, 19th birthday, not 18th. My bad. Uh, what else? Uh, the Witch. That was one of my favourites. Kingsman, I really, really like. I liked Kingsman. Chappie. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It was, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of Chappie. Didn't get much on it. See, I first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, this is a bit weird. And then I rewatched it, and I'm like, honestly, it's just the outward being the outward. I don't really like the outward at all. I thought <laughs> they were, really, I thought <laughs> they were intensely unlikable in that film. <laughs> they are. That's kind of, they are. <laughs> and that's kind of great. I think I listened to like, one Die Outward song afterwards and was like, nah, it's oh, not for me. The outward's great. Ugly Boy <laughs> is brilliant. I think you freaky. They, they, they got some bad yeah. What else? Uh, Green Room. That one's pretty mm. great. Uh, Man from Uncle, I quite enjoyed. Not not one of my favourites, but saw it on here. Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Brutal film. Uh, the Neon Demon. Wasn't one of my favourites of the decade. Um, possibly Nicholas Winning Reffin's mm. weakest in the late this side of the decade. Uh, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. I that, love that. God, that film is so underrated. It's underrated. We will talk about it. Well, let's go back to that one. Uh, La La Land, I love. Moonlight, I love. I love Moonlight. Uh, I saw Moonlight at a, at a screen unseen uh, before it was released. Really? Yeah, and I, I had no idea what I was going it's, in for, obviously. But I only saw it this summer. That was fantastic. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, what? We, weird, um, kind of like neon-drenched run of films that back to back that came out. Ingrid Goes West, um, Call Me By Your Name, not Neon, but Pastel Colors, and Hot Summer Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but just mentioning them, not, not really my favorite. First Reformed, one of my favorites. Dunkirk, one of my favorites. Brawl in Cellblock 99, Lady Bird, Blade Runner 2049, uh, One Cut yeah, of I the also Dead, loved. In, mm. which is brilliant. Then we've got Summer of 84, Blind Spotting, Sorry to Bother You, Hereditary Veneno, uh, which is a, a Dominican film, mm-hmm. and it's it's super niche, but I watched it, Manif. Uh, and then, yeah, as we come recently, ha- the new Halloween, mid-90s, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, Apollo 11, Death of Dick Long, and... Joker. Lighthouse, probably not a bit. Joker, <laughs> yes. Lighthouse. I, I know, I think Lighthouse, even though it came out this year, I think it's maybe kind of like a next decade film once it properly releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so Lighthouse doesn't that. really count. And yeah, then then not not really many others there. And then Last uh, Christmas at the end, the most recent one. Best, yeah, the only got better. So yeah, I know I listed <laughs> off a lot, but um, yeah, no, there was a it was a good decade for film. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> it was, it was a, a good decade. And I wrote a little intro for the um, Mancunians decade in review piece, basically saying that I feel that this decade. Uh, has been a decade of maturing mm-hmm. for film, where the 2000s were a big scramble. Because sure, as funny as like Borat mm-hmm. and Annie G are, yeah, yeah, or you know the the um, the scary movie films yeah, or like yeah, the Saw yeah. sequels, they, it, it very clearly shows this kind of cash grab, yeah, uh, low quality films. Whereas, although arguably. Marvel films are cash grabs. They're, they're well made. Like you, you, you yeah. can't put it past yeah, them. Like yeah, they yeah, are yeah. really well made um, monetarily, not really 
stylistically, but but you know visually they they put time into it, the costumes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, CGI this this decade has got really really good. Yeah, yeah. It's just and a lot. I th- I don't think Moonlight would have been, for example, is one yeah, of my yeah, examples yeah. of like a hard hitting story. I don't think you would have been able to tell the story of Moonlight last decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I think especially um, in terms of the latter uh, sort of twenty fifteen onwards. I think in terms of representation, film has got significantly more broad, especially in terms of sort of um, in America, sort of African-American representation, because there was quite a long run of films that were sort of all about that kind of thing. So starting with Moonlight, so you had Moonlight, then you had sort of Black Klansman, followed by mm. The Hate You Give, followed Blind Spotting. Sorry to, to bother sorry you. To bother yeah, to you. extend, yeah. sorry, but sorry to bother you. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, here's a you know d- d- double-edged sword, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Because yeah. although... Um, I read a paper on it this week for my geopolitics <laughs> class, basically tearing the film apart. Because although on the surface level it does bring representation, yeah. it actually is kind of like a um, a Hollywood use of suffering for profit and right. actually d- defends hereditary monarchies and yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know defends col- colonial ideas of Africa. So yeah, but 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 if you're not looking too deep into it, and a lot of people weren't. Yeah, yeah, that's true. People were seeing people that look like them on screen yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. matters at the end of the day for, for a lot of people so Black yeah. Panther as well One could maybe fit in there I was trying to think of uh, a film from this decade that I really enjoyed um, that you didn't mention on your list I think uh, I saw Roma on, have you seen that I've one? I've not seen Roma yet. I really enjoyed it. Have you seen Roma? Oh, I never got around to it in the end unfortunately. I would advise it, it uh, yeah I really enjoyed it um, uh, it's all in uh, kind of faded black and white which uh, which I, w- I wasn't expecting before I watched it because I, I, I watched it without any kind of uh, pretense of what it would be like. Okay. But uh, but I, I really liked it and uh, they've been kind of clever about how they've edited it with uh, using that to uh, to kind of piece things together in that way. I've but, heard that uh, audio plays a really big part in it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's the big point of... of it's very much an atmospheric film, mm, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I, I really think that's what made it. me a bit hesitant about it was because I didn't really have time to go to the cinema and watch it. Yeah. And I thought oh, I could watch it on my TV at home, but it's just not really going to get that experience. And I think yeah. my mm-hmm. sort of thought was, oh, I'll probably watch it in the cinema eventually. I never got around to it in the end. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah mm. Which probably a yeah, loss yeah. on my part. One question to ask, actually, on that sort of note that I was thinking about this morning, and I sort of know my answer already, so I'll sort of do mine, is sort of which film do you think is the most well-known that you just had ne- haven't got around to this decade? Like, you're, you're sort of um, the one that got away of this decade, because mine's 100% Moonlight, which I still desperately need to see. I mean, hmm. there's so many. People always laugh at how out of touch I am with film. They're like, oh, you, you, you edit a film <laughs> yeah, section. Yeah, yeah. You dedicate yourself. Uh, I mean, sure, it's not monumental uh, in, in it. It is Avengers Endgame. Slash most Marvel uh, films. Yeah, I've, I've not. I no interest. No, me seen neither. Him. Yeah. Seen him. And although I do believe that, you know, give it 20, 30 years, it's going to get to the point where kids are going to, you know, go through superhero films. Maybe, maybe they will, and they'll be like, oh, mom, dad, did you see Avengers? And yeah. it'll be a kind of thing where it was like, I was there, I went to the cinema and yeah. saw it yeah, with yeah. my friends, and it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, but not for me. No, I've, I've literally not. never been interested in it. But yeah, I feel like I, I don't know. It it is in a weird way culturally important to people now and even if that's manufactured even if that's you know you know done on purpose as a monetary thing but i kind of feel like i should also experience it at some point even if i'm not particularly interested in i'm, I'm not interested in the superhero genre at all hmm. but yeah 
one thing you sort of uh, we sort of teased earlier to come back to, and it's probably one of the most underrated films of the decade. Uh, sort of a pop star never stop popping. Pop star never stop never stopping. Oh, never stop never stopping. Sorry, yeah. I apologise. So, pop star never stop never stopping is uh, essentially a film by the Lonely Island, mm. um, and it it's it's a mockumentary about the Style Boys slash um, Connor. Something. Oh yeah, it's Connor. I did. It's Connor something, but I forgot yeah. the name. It's like <laughs> daft. Yeah. Something daft. For basically Connor for real. That's the one. Oh, right, 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 right. And and it's got like a mockumentary style, and it feels very two thousands mm. in 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 the source. Like at, at its core, it's mm. very much a two thousands Borat mm, type mm, mm. film, yet very very modern in yeah. in the way it's executed, and. It's just hilarious because they bring a ton of artists yeah. on yeah, and producers yeah, yeah. to talk about uh, Connor Friel. So like at one point, the Style Boys had a dance called the Donkey Roll. And then Usher <laughs> appears and he's like, yeah, man, if I hadn't seen the Style Boys, I never would be dancing right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so, so damn funny. And like DJ Khaled was like, oh, they they amazing. They're like, DJ Khaled of all people. Like, yeah, of course, yeah, 2014 yeah. when he was popping. Yeah. yeah. Really, really fitting into the whole. It's just, it's just so silly yeah the mm. songs are so good yeah 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 it really is sort of just play into that i mean i i'm a bit really big fan of the um quite a lot of the lonely islands early stuff yeah and yeah, i do yeah. think that quite a lot of the stuff did after that like their second albums just not doesn't really do it for me as much as the first one did but that's sort of like back back in their prime like some of the songs are so good there's one specific one about um was it about nationalism not in a bad way, but like um, talking about Bin Laden or something. Oh yeah, but yeah, terrorists. Yeah, um, uh, it was. Uh, I wanna. I was. Oh, I wanna. God damn it! Yeah. Oh, I. I'm gonna swear for this one, but. Um, oh, I wanna f you harder than the U.S. military. F Bin Laden. Yes, that's it. <laughs> and then, then, then it just like echoes off into F Bin Laden. It's great. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> it is very strange. It's that was brilliant. See, the, the most recent venture by The Lonely Island, which I think was really good and very underrated, was a Netflix special, which was 20 minutes long, so it's essentially a visual mm -hmm. album. And it's The Lonely Island with Mike Diva, mm -hmm. who you guys, you, you know Mike Diva from yeah. YouTube? Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, he did all the visuals for this with them. And it's called The Bash Brothers Experience. <laughs> And the Just Bash the Brothers, are great. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Bash great. Brothers were a real baseball yeah. duo that played mm. for the uh, oh, Athletics. Right. Right. The Athletics was the name of the team, and yeah. um, they they were yeah a, a duo of brothers that were brilliant, unstoppable. Then it turned out that they were hugely into steroids, and their <laughs> life you know went into decadence, and they downward spiraled. And they tell the story of the Bash Brothers for this EP. But it's just brilliant. Mm. It, it, it's just some of the songs are great, and one of the songs which I still listen to almost daily. In fact, one of my embarrassing facts is um, "Oakland Nights," which they're talking about. You know, you play hard during the day, so you got to get ready for them Oakland Nights. <laughs> but it's with Sia, <laughs> right, right, right? And it's so smooth. It's such yeah, yeah, yeah. a banger. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I quite enjoyed. It. Did you guys see it? I did not see it. Unfortunately, on the Bash Brothers. Bash Brothers I haven't seen it yet, but I will watch it when I get home. It's twenty minutes. So oh, yeah, it's yeah, worth yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Bang that through. And weirdly enough, weird, weird fact. Hmm. Earlier this year, I met Killer Mike of Run the Jewels. Oh right. He was wearing an <laughs> athletics cap, and I was like, "Oh, athletics! I, uh, I, I'm not a baseball fan, but um, I just watched the Bash Brothers Experience yeah, by yeah. the Lonely Island." 
And he was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, did, did you watch it? He was like, yeah, yeah, I did see it. Do you like it? And he went, yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Killer Mike has seen yeah, the Bass yeah. Brothers experience, apparently. So to sort of carry on that thread of um, underrated films, I think the best thing to do now is to sort of like, I think the best thing to do is for us to sort of maybe recommend a film for people to check out that they may have missed from this decade. Sort of start the new decade with a song, song film they've missed from the previous one. And my shout for that is 100% Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. Which is a mm. 2011 sort of, um, it's sort of a romantic kind of drama with uh, directed by Derek Chanfrance mm. with um, uh, Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling. Mm. And it is the most heartbreaking film I've ever seen. And I think I tweeted about it the other day because it, it has a scene which is probably my favourite scene of the entire decade. And it is just after their first date together and the whole film's told out of order. So that's basically the, their oh, first right. date yeah. is put just before the really horrible part of their marriage breakup. Oh. And so you sort of see just basically sort of that dichotomy between them at the end of their first date with him sort of singing a silly ukulele song to her while she dances mm. and it immediately like smash cuts into the sort of the crumbling ashes of their marriage, which is it's not a film to watch if you're in a bad mood because it will inevitably send you further <laughs> but it is fan- it's nice. just absolutely fantastic it's up, probably 100% in my top 10 if not my top 5 films of the decade mm-hmm. see I, I was thinking what to recommend and although horror there's a lot to recommend I would recommend two films one which is for the horror fans and for those who aren't fans of horror mm. one cut of the dead Japanese film about a film crew that want to make a budget uh, zombie flick and it's <laughs> actually such a wholesome film and it's not horror it's not horror at all um, it, it parodies the zombie genre and it's, it's about mm-hmm. teamwork and camaraderie like it's genuinely such a sweet film and it's so like the feel good film mm. and I'm someone who's usually like feel good films suck yeah 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 but something I'd recommend for everyone which is 100% 100% 100% you have to watch Blind Spotting one of the most underrated films of I say all time mm-hmm. mm. And mainly because it didn't get a wide release in a lot of the US and not in the UK. It is on Netflix, I believe. It is on Netflix now. Yes. yes. Blind Spotting, starring uh, Raphael Casal and David Diggs. David Diggs is of. They are both actors in Broadway. David Diggs was in the original run of Hamilton. And hmm. he is the frontman of the hip hop experimental group Clipping. And hmm. Blind Spotting is a story of gentrification in Oakland, but told through uh, David Diggs and Rafael Casal. Um, David Diggs uh, has just been in jail and he comes out and he's got, what, 28 days of probation or whatever. Yeah. And on his final days of probation, he's like, I really do not want to mess this up. But inevitably, he gets caught up in crime because mm-hmm. it, uh, unfortunately, the black man in America is doomed to that. That's the mm-hmm. whole conversation. It's a very, very interesting film about... Um, about race, about um, uh, class dynamics, about um, gentrification, and the soundtrack's brilliant. It's got two EPs that accompany the film, mm. by wrapped by each one, and uh, there are a lot of parts in the film which are spoken word monologues, where they kind of, mm. they'll be talking and then very intensely rap their lines. Yeah. And it feels almost Shakespearean in yeah, a way. Yeah, I was going to say Shakespearean yeah, yeah. is definitely the way yeah. I describe it. It's, it, it's, it's a fantastic film. It's honestly masterfully made. Hilarious. It's very funny mm-hmm. and worth a watch. 
I thought I would. I was trying to think of an underrated film in in the in the in the way that nobody, you know, not many people have heard of it like you guys. But there was one thing I did think to mention that kind of underrated in the way that lots of people did not rate it very highly. Whereas I thought it did. I thought the new Blade Runner, twenty forty nine. I thought it got at the time when it came out. It got very mixed reviews. I don't know if you remember, and that almost put me off. And I am so glad I actually went because I loved it. I saw it in IMAX. And yeah, it was yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I even owned the art book yeah. for it. So you know, can't always let reviews. Uh, you know, you see uh, some bad reviews. You can't always let it put you off. No, and seeing as, for listeners, tomorrow is the new year, and the start of a new decade, I'd recommend that if if you want to change your movie watching habits, mm. I'd suggest what I do, and it's in regards to reviews Mm-mm. and trailers. As someone who reviews films, I don't read reviews until I've written my review. Yeah. Yeah. So it usually means I will watch a film and still not read any reviews.、Mm-hmm. But for the average moviegoer, don't read reviews until you've watched the film. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's、um, yeah, definitely yeah. the best way of doing it. Just, just don't. And、um, as for trailers,、mm-hmm. avoiding trailers is difficult. So. What I do is I watch the first trailer. So yesterday、yeah. I watched the、uh, new James Bond trailer.、Mm-hmm. I watched it once.、Mm-hmm. I will not watch it again. Yeah, I will、yeah. not watch any of the su- subsequent trailers. If I see an advert, I you know I I try and skip through it as fast as possible,、mm. or I try to not pay attention. Just avoid trailers except for the first, first, first one. Yeah, and that will. Vastly improve your movie watching experience.、Mm. And I think on that note of some sort of hopefulness for the future of film,、yeah. I think、mm. it's probably time to wrap up our、um, sort of end of decade special. The decade.、Uh, thank well, you for being. We will now release you from the prison of this room that you have been in for now, for nearly a month. Yeah. Thank you. What year is it? Twenty. I, I can't see it far into the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't have twenty twenty vision. <laughs> And on that horrendous pun, thank you very much for listening throughout the year. We'll be back、uh, next week with another、um, bonus episode. Not sure what we're about yet, but you'll find out before. Well,、mm-hmm. we'll find out before you do. But that's that's, that's for the future. That's for the future. Don't、so. kill us with a time machine. <laughs> but that's for the future.、Uh, so thank you very much for listening.、Um, I'm, you can find me on Twitter at Josh Sandy on Instagram at Josh W Sandy.、Uh, all my social media is Tobias Soar. And if I ever reactivate my social media, it's Jack Greeny ninety six. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next year.